Welcome back to the Cleb and Twee Show. This is episode five. I am Tweez. I'm Cleb. It's uh, in the house again here. At your house. At my house, yeah. casa, mi casa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Never took that language, but I think I understand what Spanish, you're trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I knew that. I don't want you guys to think I didn't know what language that was. Um, yeah, so episode five here. Last week's episode, a lot of fun. We answered, you know, users' questions. Yeah. It really was a blast. Um, it, it's uh, it's something that we love to be able to interact with you guys. So we're doing that a little more today. I think we're looking at just a kind of a brief overview. We're just going to talk about us, a little more backstories, right. some questions for each other, sports-related. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's right. episode. You, you guys, you know, you guys asked us what you wanted to be asked, and now this is just me and him. Um, we're kind of... This will be sports. It'll be non-sports, of course. We'll get into the Tigers update. Um, we'll talk some injuries, some kind of breaking news on that front. A couple of, you know, an article that we found that we both think is pretty funny. Yeah, great article. Love this one. Yeah. Um, we're also going to still talk about uh, the logo. We're kind of going to push that on you a little bit towards the end of the uh, at the end of the episode, and then uh, I'll hit my momentum before we send you off, as it's my turn this week. But um, this is just kind of a, kind of a get to know you episode. We'll we'll dive, dig a little deeper into what makes Club Club and what makes Tweez Tweez. Yeah, so jumping right in, we'll start off with the you know grand old Tigers update, the the classic. Would love it. Uh, it. I don't. We never saw it sticking as the update. I don't think. Uh, but no, it was boy, just I'm a happy typo. It, I'm happy it here did. Here we are. So we'll start off here. The biggest news that this really just hit today, probably a couple hours ago. Yep. Again, we're recording on Thursday. It's Friday. Uh, shoot, we're recording on Friday. Yep. It's the twenty fourth. We, we had some we had some minor setbacks last night that caused us to push it till Friday, exactly. but we'll still have everything ready to go for you on Monday. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, well, and you'll know that it's ready to go on Monday. <laughs> when you hear it, you'll be listening on Monday. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, JD Martinez, uh, big big bat for us in the past couple of years. Much, obviously, much needed bat. Um, basically, late didn't really lay out, but went for the. Sh- Shoestring catch, catch. Right? so running down, bending over at the at the waist, right. just catching on the toes. Basically, yeah. Um, he said pretty much right after it didn't feel right, didn't feel good. Um, immediately, uh, pretty much called it quits that game. They did some tests. Nothing was broke. Um, so it's always good when you hear the x-rays come up negative. Um, but uh, they did run an MRI and everything like that, and there is kind of a, a, a deeper issue. Nothing's broke, nothing's torn, uh, So which is always those things you never want to hear. But he has a sprained ligament um, in his foot, so at the moment we're looking at three to four weeks, and you and I both know that's till he's healthy. That doesn't even till he's back on the field. Exactly. With so, us. so the way it happens for again those non-sports people or maybe just non-baseball people because it's different for each sport. So this happened preseason, so he hasn't had a chance to really finish his spring training. So what's going to happen is the doctors doctors will clear him in about three to four weeks. That's going to say. His ankle's good to go to do physical activity. Then he's going to basically do a, an augmented spring um, spring break. Oh, new phone, or is that not new? No, just a new case. Okay. Yep. Nice. Like a little American flag yeah. action over there. Sorry for the distraction. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, squirrel? Squirrel? Right. So anyway, so three to four weeks until he's physically able to do some more activities. And after that, they're going to basically either send him back down to Florida to finish out some of the training, or they're gonna only keep him in practices probably for a couple more weeks. So we're probably looking at you know maybe a little over a month, pushing two right. months till he gets back in the game. Because today, March twenty fourth, um, opening day in Detroit. Though actually, I've already played a couple games before then. But opening day in Detroit is two weeks away. It's that April seventh. Um, so that's two weeks. So he's not even healthy by then. Three to four puts you at the fourteenth to the twenty first. 
and that's till he can resume baseball activities, but won't play with the big club right away. You're almost looking till the first week of May, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This is the kind of thing that whether it's him or whether it's Andrew Romine, you know, somebody right. who's not an extremely vital and still a big part of the team, yeah. but you want to take it safe this early in the season. Oh, absolutely. You want to have a healthy team down the stretch. This is where you can afford to get off to that slow start to, you know, have a rough six weeks where, you know, you're dropping probably two-thirds of your games. But um, no team is very deep by any means. It, it's not like other sports. Baseball, the best nine guys are normally playing, you know, a good majority of the games out of the 162, right? 164. Yep. 62. 62. Um, but, yeah, that basic – that was our biggest concern for this team was injuries, um, and especially as this team kind of starts to age a little exactly. bit. Exactly. It's not looking good from this aspect so far, but it's so early. we got a lot of time Absolutely. to prepare Plenty because, we're, obviously, we just talked about J.D. The next guy on the list here is Miggy. He's got a little bit of soreness in the back. Yep. Um, he's going to be very cautious coming into the season. I I wouldn't mind it to give him as long as a break right. as he really needs. Because it seems like at the end of all. every season, you find out after the season's over with Miguel, Hey, I was playing with this. Hey, I was playing with that. And knowing a guy like Miguel, if he's even remotely healthy, he's going to be out there. So for a guy like him not to be playing, you know, something really isn't right. Basically, to set the scene on that one, um, the first game in the World Baseball Classic for Venezuela, he felt a pop in his back. Kind of thought it was no big deal, but as the games went on, it bothered him more and more. And his um, status for opening day is now in question. Exactly, which I'm okay with. As long as it means we have a healthy Miggy, right. you know, a couple months into the season. If, if that means it's, you know, end of April or middle of May before I get a healthy Miggy, that's fine. It's just that you don't want to have him dealing with this all the way into July and August when yeah. the baseball really starts to mean something. And the thing about a back injury is it, it may seem like, well, it's just his back. It's not he uses right. his back. Well, he uses his back to do everything, right. to stand upright, <laughs> to swing a bat, you know, the rotation through those muscles, the running, the bending over, it's... You know, everything he does is going to involve those back muscles. Even, even just your everyday activities, you know, probably your back is is probably one of the worst things you can have with pain issues. It's because you use it all the time and not even thinking about it. Exactly. Just sitting here, if I'm having back problems, I'm going to feel it just because how I contort myself when I sit. Yeah. Um, but a little bit of a brighter news. Um, before, much, like, can I jump in real quick yeah, before go, we go, go on to the next... Let's talk a little bit about what's sitting behind those two players. What, are we, what can we expect oh, if they're not in? So the depth chart. So sports teams have depth charts. Basically, it lays out who's second in command to each of these positions. So I have the ESPN um, you know, has a depth chart on the Tigers. Because we were actually spitballing um, off air who the replacements would be, at least for Miguel. And we were pretty much right on with Miguel. Exactly. And so, just about right on with JD. Yeah, we'll start right off with Miguel. So at first base, they have, and we guessed it almost right to the T, is... Uh, V-Mart, Victor Martinez, and Andrew Romine. Uh, those are the second and third stringers at probably first Probably seven or eight out of those ten games that they would play, that's probably going to be Romine, just to protect V-Mart. Absolutely. V-Mart's at a place right now where he obviously doesn't have the speed because of the legs and the right. knees. You don't want him out there. Um, I, don't, you know. I don't need him making a big stretch. Exactly. Let's keep him at the DH. No reason to pull him off of that. Right. Um, let's keep him there, just you know, use the bat, and then Romine, it's a pretty sure-handed glove at almost any position Absolutely. you throw him at. Absolutely. So the new Don Kelly, uh, Jessica, I apologize. DKB. It, it doesn't mean that Don Kelly's <laughs> gone. Um, we still do hope, and she mentioned this, I think she wanted me to talk about it. Is it, just because he's not on the field, does that mean that he has no chance to play? What if everybody dies? What if, like... <laughs> 
you know, something happens. Is there a chance we see DKB back I'm on the sure field? I'm sure there's certainly a possibility, but I would hate to see what it would cause. Exactly. Such a catastrophe. I'd love to see him back because, again, DKB. Well, he's, he's, he's in charge of scouting now. He's, exactly. he's a scout for him. So, so, so that, that one's for you, Jessica. I hope you enjoy the little tidbit. And then but, um, um, J.D. Martinez out in right field. You have um, Stephen Moya. Yep. You have... Um, my, my, which is a big fan of oh Tyler Collins. Yep, Tyler, there it is. I for did that the, gesture. I flipped the bird. Um, yeah. yeah, Collins <laughs> is, has been banged up already in spring training. Moya can't judge a fly ball, but somehow has made it this far in the baseball system and still can't read a fly ball. Have you have you seen mm-hmm. anything of him defensively in the spring training though? I'm has not it gotten actually, better? It'd be interesting to know because it can't get worse. It can't get worse. Um, big boy though. Wow, it looks like his legs. I mean, this like, is not any like sort of six like six four or something. His legs are, take about half of my body. Yeah, and I'm six four. Um, I think he's six eight actually. Okay, seems huge. Oh, he doesn't. Nothing looks right in like the batter's box. Exactly. Like anytime you see a pitcher when they have to hit on those road trips where they're in the national ballparks, that's what Moya looks like. He never looks comfortable. No. But somehow every time he hits the ball, it's either a double, a strikeout. Or a home run. Yeah, Those big, are three options. Big bat. So hopefully, you know, a little more age, a little more experience brings him out. I love to see Moya out there to start. You know, yep. give him a fresh, clean slate. Um, Todd Collins isn't bad, but I see him as always more of like the Andrew Romine of the outfield, right? He's Some, the platoon, more of a backup. Yeah. So he can he can just play everything. That's what we're looking at for um, a little bit of pick of the earwax <laughs> there. Appreciate it. Hopefully, it didn't land on my lid. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we have for the depth chart. Let's jump right on into the next little segment here that you had some good news for us. Yeah, this is actually some some good, a little bit of uplifting news. Um, World Baseball Classic just finished, I believe, Sunday. Um, United States played Puerto Rico um, out in Dodger Stadium out in uh, Los Angeles. They won uh, 8-0, I believe was the score. Ian Kinsler actually gets credited with the winning run. He had a he had a two run shot out to left center field. Third inning, relatively early. Yeah, in the game, it was wasn't it? pretty early. Um, and then the pitcher for the United States, Marcus Stroman. Stroman, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's a young prospect with the Blue Jays. Had a no hitter through the first six innings of the game, which That's big. you you can't ask for much more. Absolutely, like we talked about last week, this is like the Olympics of baseball. Yeah, this is real. There, there for, used to be Olympic baseball, and for but these now Latin American have. and Central American countries, this is huge for them. Absolutely, for the United States, sometimes it's kind of downplayed that we don't take it too seriously, and a lot of our big time athletes, like guys like Clayton Kershaw, and Bryce Harper, and Trout, decided that they didn't want to play in it, which is their choice. Absolutely, and a lot of it for these guys that are not playing, this is up to their ball clubs. I mean. The Tigers could have said, Cabrera, we don't want you to play. Um, now, ultimately, a guy like Cabrera might just can overrule that decision oh, anyway. because Cabrera. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if Osmus says, I don't want Cabrera playing, then Cabrera can't play in some sense. So I think there was a couple of cases with United States players that that was the case is that the um, teams themselves said that you're not playing just because it is still spring training. Nobody's really in the full swing of season. So all of a sudden, I got, you know, a pitcher that's pitching on two days rest when he's used to three or four. And I'm shortening his innings when he's already on a shorter span because he's exactly. only been pitching for a month. Yeah. So back, you know, back to just the the, the span of the tournament or the classic. This is USA's first one. Also yeah. USA's first, I think, final four. Yeah. Um. So which also goes to say first final, right. you know, final battle. So this is a big win for them. We, we went Furry. up against Puerto Rico. One of the things that I don't want to talk too much about it because it wasn't really on the plate here, but um, a couple of people from Puerto Rico. Uh, Yadier Molina specifically, not really happy with people like um, Mr. Jones from USA with how he's kind of 
you know, saying, or, or even Kinsler said something to the effect of, you know, that's not the way we play baseball. Right, and, and that's just, um, and I, I agree with what he said the first time. I know since then he's backed up on his comments, but the first time he just said, you know, I hope kids see the way we play the game. And, and he didn't trash the way those guys play the game, but it's, um, it's almost kind of like a high school baseball team to a professional baseball team. Yeah. And I don't think it's maturity. I just think when the Americans show emotion, they're going to pump their chest here and there, but they're going to do it more in the dugout. When, you know, the Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans, you know, the Venezuelans, you are know, they're... Are you racist? You just keep calling out... I'm just joking. <laughs> this, this, I'm just going off of what he said. Yeah. Um, they're just more exuberant and more just boastful on, on the, you know, field itself. Yeah, I, I got think a that kind of rubbed Kinsler the wrong way. Yeah, and I got a chance, and I think part of it came down to that they had already planned to after the WBC to go back home to and Puerto Rico and celebrate. Comment, yes. And it wasn't it wasn't that they're going to celebrate their win. The, the the way it was worded was they're going to celebrate their success in the yeah. tournament. Um, and you know, I had a chance to read read part of an article that was out there where Yadier said, you know, you guys don't get it. You Americans don't understand. This is you've been playing baseball always on a big scene. Yeah. Some of the people on our team aren't big league players, so for them to be here on the stage, that's big enough as it is. We're going to go home and just celebrate for how much of a fun we had and look how far we got for our country. Our country doesn't have a whole lot. And this may be this may be kind of a, a deeper question. Maybe there's you know there's kind of a law expert that maybe listens to the show that can explain a little better. As the United States has Puerto Rico as technically a territory, territory. wouldn't you think that the Puerto Rican players could play for the United States team and the Puerto Ricans wouldn't have their own team? Part of it, and I think part of it comes down to, you know... Because even with the Olympics, Puerto Rican, you know, Puerto Rico itself has their own group of Olympians. Exactly. I think that word comes down to just the logistics of territory versus country. Okay. So they're not necessarily yeah, part of the country, yeah. but, you know, we oversee and help them with certain right. things. But regardless, you got to imagine, you're playing for a small country, right? Absolutely. You're representing your country. Very beautiful country. place. Did visit there. Very beautiful place. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely see it from both sides. Yeah. So like I said, I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, we're already in pretty deep as far as that goes, but I meant to you know talk to you about that yeah. before show. But it's exciting stuff. Let us know what you guys think down below in a comment on Facebook. Um, we haven't seen a whole lot of those. Yeah. I'd love to see some more interaction. So please comment on Facebook, text us. Just let us know what you think about that. Do you think that um, the way that they celebrated or talked about their success is out of the question, or do you see it from their side? Right. As far as you know, we're excited about our country and what we've been able to do for them, and we want to go celebrate. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of change the mood now um, to get off the just Tigers update and baseball update um, in and of itself. We're gonna go to our article of the week. Um, just the headline, I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> Women or woman assaults daughter with a McDonald's cheeseburger. Absolutely. Um, this happened this past Sunday in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, there was a bit of an altercation between the mother and daughter. Um, they. <laughs> they then proceeded into the drive-through of their local McDonald's. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll kind of let you finish once I yeah. once I set it up for you. But um, they, the police were called about it of of an assault. Uh, they arrived there, and the mom had kind of a black eye and a, and a kind of a beat up face. So yeah, I'll kind absolutely. of let you take it from so, there. So without reading the whole article out, essentially. I think the daughter, and it wasn't very clear the way they wrote it. I think the daughter, um, wait, mom was attacked, right? Am I reading this right? I believe. Woman assaults daughter. Okay, so yeah. I think I think the mom, somebody ate. I, I'm really confused about this. I'm going to babble through the whole thing. Basically, somebody took a bite of the burger. Right. Other person wasn't happy about it. So the mom slapped the daughter, 
with the burger. Am I saying this right? I feel like I'm really messing this up. This could be an awkward transition. No, I, I, no, I just think, to be honest, I think the article itself is written kind of poorly. Yeah. So it's, we don't want to talk too much about you know because I'm not an English major. Right. Regardless, altercation at McDonald's and he slaps somebody with a burger. What? Police show up. There were, it's a big there deal. were pickles, ketchup, let, mustard all over the Let car. me read this one exactly from it. Um, <coughs> the officer said that she had ketchup and mustard down the front of her shirt. There were pickles, ketchup, and mustard all over the interior of the car. Like, I bet that was in the in the police report. Can you imagine? I mean, you want to be a police officer eventually one day. Yeah. Can you imagine having to write that kind of petty stuff? Or or, or boxing up the evidence that you almost have to do on anything like that. Yeah. And first piece of evidence, pickles. I have a cheeseburger. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we always talk about. Because I think kind of a joke is is that oh, fast food's so bad for us as Americans. We're so fat. You know, we're slowly exactly. killing ourselves. <laughs> Never thought I'd get beaten up by a oh, cheeseburger. Absolutely. So definitely interesting article. Look forward to having you guys read it when we post it probably um, on Tuesday. I think it's the way we've been rolling through with that. Yep. So watch out for Tuesday for the article to come out. Um, but we'll just keep jumping down the line here. Um, we're going to jump into some questions. So, you know, the first question I think we want to talk to each other about is best memory from high school regarding sports team. Okay. So what do you got, Tweez? Um, I actually have, um, this was probably my, this was, this was kind of a. <laughs> oh, that is a tart pink lemonade. <laughs> pink lemonade That's, that I'm telling you it looks orange. It looks orange. It could be the lighting, but it's. <laughs> my old man, it's so sour. Maybe I don't know what it is. Splenda should have been in that much. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. Uh, but mine is from golf team, junior year. Um, I did play all four years of golf after the hockey incident. Um, that was kind of the biggest sport that I excelled at afterwards. Um, but we had a tournament out, I want to say that's like Fellows Creek or whatever it is, right there off of 275 that you drive by that you see. Mm-hmm. So um, it was... There was a tournament. There was a couple different things in the tournament. There was um, there was an alternate shot involved, which basically I tee off, you hit the fairway shot, yep. I putt, you putt, back and forth, back and forth the whole time. Um, and then there was a bunch of individual scores, and then I think there was one kind of like two person scramble. So it was kind of, yeah. it was a it was a big team event, um, and this was actually an event that we won. Uh, this was a tournament win for us, and Belleville Golf. Um, I don't actually know what they've done since I've left. That's not a sport I've kept up with too much, to be honest with you. But it, I, this was kind of a big win for us because there was there was local schools like Canton, Plymouth, Salem. Those three have always been kind of just that your thorn, your sides. Um, even New Boston was there, and they've you know they were still a quality golf team. So for us to win that one, that was that was just kind of kind of like one of those turning points in a program yeah. that you kind of see yourself kind of on the up and up. Yeah. Um, we never ended up winning leagues while I was there. Um, I got all league twice my junior and senior year. We, you know, we were we were real close. My junior and senior both ended up with second, but it was one of those things. It was just one of those things. Once that once that win happened, you could kind of see that the just the overall atmosphere changed for the golf team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so probably my best um, sports team. So this makes me think of more of a team effort, but I'm going to go for just sports memory. Yeah. Um, a little bit of an off kind of uh, one off thing. So I played baseball. I played a couple. I played baseball, uh, golf for one year. I wasn't very good. Uh, there's a, a sad story in there about the golf team <laughs> and me. Um, and then I played tennis for one year my senior year. I did actually fairly well in tennis. But um, the baseball memory I have is um, my senior year, I was a pitcher. I was the ace, not to you know brag or anything, but I was the number one guy. And um, we were playing against Allen Park. This was back when we were in the Mega Red. Uh, big conference, bad conference, yeah. man. It was hard. 
Uh, playing against Allen Park, and there's a guy named Joe Battistelli, or Pat, Battistelli. I can't remember how you say it. It's been a while. Yeah. But this kid was in Rise Magazine. About, what, 15 years for Yeah, jeez, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> this guy was in Rise Magazine, which is basically high school ESPN. The, okay. the best of best high school uh, sports players were in there. So he's a good kid. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, probably a bad person, honestly. Huge <laughs> <laughs> aspirations, but that was a piece of poop. <laughs> So anyway, so we're playing at Allen Park. I throw a curveball. He's hitting. I'm pitching. I throw a curveball. Doesn't break. Brushes him inside. Oh. Doesn't hit him, but he points the bat at me Whoa. and says, "Throw it at me again, and I'll effing kill you." And I and Thanks I, for I keeping it clean for oh, me. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you didn't. Um, I didn't hear him say it. My catcher told me later on that's what he said. But wow. I saw him point his bat at me. Middle of a game, high school game. Oh real. Come <laughs> on, grow up. So what do I do? I throw him another curveball. <laughs> this one breaks. Works. This that one works. breaks. He watches it. Looks really silly. Yeah. Um, he ends up popping out to right field. There it is. Um, and then as he rounds first base and goes back to his dugout on the yeah. third base side, he passes by me and just mumbles something under his breath. Yeah. Don't know what it was. Probably very something similar so, to what he said uh, so before. So he is that bad guy that you talked about. Man. Absolutely. But I just love that. I think we went on to win that game. Another uh, fun moment in the same game was, and I've never been a fast kid, right? Okay. Let's just be honest. But I was leading <laughs> off. Like, it's like carrying a piano box. <laughs> Exactly. I was leading off on, uh, on, yeah, just like Coach Shuby says, i got to drop the anger before I can actually start running. <laughs> Leave the piano at home before I get to first base. So, uh, anyways, I'm, uh, I'm leading off at second base, and I'm, I'm looking in as a runner to try and pick up some signs from a catcher. Yeah. If anything, just to annoy him, honestly. Right. Not really to help my player out. If he can see my fingers cool, most likely he probably can't see what I'm putting up, right. but it just annoys him. So after a while, the shortstop you know, runs in, talks to Joe, the bad guy, the pitcher, yeah. comes back to me and says, hey, man, you better stop that. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I'm going to get it's in trouble. It's part of the game. Exactly. Yeah. So the next time I get up to bat, Joe's still pitching. Now, mind you, Joe's in Rise Magazine. He ends up getting a full ride to play at Eastern. Great okay. baseball player. Horrible person, probably. Okay. Joe, if you're listening, let's talk sometime. Right. Let's see if I'm right. But uh, anyways, <laughs> good kid. Drills me in the ankles. Oh. Dead square in the ankles with a you know, 80-plus mile hour fastball. Thanks, man. That's so a, that's what I get for picking your signs up. Thanks, Mono. <laughs> so that's uh, that's one of my best memories. I love to tell a story. It's it's got a, quite a lot of you know depth to it. So um, so if you could choose any sport and position, what would it be and why? Man, that's a tough one. Um, one of the sports I've always wanted to play is lacrosse. Okay. Uh, it co- it came in right towards the end of my high school career, and it coincided with baseball. Yeah. Um, I think I'd want to be. I want to be like the the attack person, you know. To be, <laughs> to able to... be honest, you you mentioned lacrosse. Every lacrosse player at Belleville when I yeah. was there, hugest ego known to man, and they didn't win a a damn thing. Yeah. So here's the <laughs> when I was in high school, it was yeah. full of the potheads and the kids with bad grades. Absolutely, it hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? What happened was because they had bad grades, they weren't eligible. Last second. Budka, the coach, had to recruit some, some players. So hey, started, well, we can't play today. Uh, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so that's something I think I'd like to do. Basically, from my understanding, if you're within three feet of the ball, you can truck somebody. What? What a that's a fun sport. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. So that but that would be probably it's like hockey grass. How I'm always exactly. Ready. What about you? What, what's the um, what's the sport? Mine is this is actually um, something I've kind of gone back and forth with. Um, it's either backup quarterback. In the NFL. Because, <laughs> A, I get paid a ton of money, but I don't do anything. I Drew just wear a headset and get to hang out. Yeah, Drew Orlowski, yeah. Yeah, right there. The worst quarterback ever. Number two, um, I think this is actually going to take it. This would be my number one. Professional curler, man. Always a sport I wanted to play. And this is actually kind of popped up because when we went to Canada for my girlfriend's birthday a couple weeks ago, 
Um, we actually watched some curling before we went out to the bars for the night, and um, this guy was like curler of the year, like basically MVP of the the whole the whole league or whatever it was. And his like winnings for the year were like two or three hundred thousand. I'm thinking, you want three hundred thousand playing curling? curling? All you do is like throw a rock at some stuff. It's like shuffleboard on ice. But let me tell you, so I had a chance to actually do curling. You have played in Kalamazoo. There's the Kalamazoo's big hockey. So there's a big, um, not Westerns Arena. I think it's just a, a local K Wings. Exactly. Yeah. So and there's an ice rink. And so you, I paid like twenty bucks. Um, I went out there and you just got to curl. You're supposed to bring a whole lot of people to curl <laughs> with, but I messed that up. So <laughs> luckily, I fi- happened to find somebody I knew out there. Uh, remind me, I, I used to go to school there, so it wasn't out of the question I'd find somebody I knew. Um, very hard to keep the balance. Those rocks are heavy. They're heavy, and then you see the guy lunge for so long, and it's like, is he going to fall? Is he going to fall? Is but he going to It takes so much core muscle to stay balanced like that, and I'm not joking, man. It was one of the harder things I've ever done. Really? But we should go. We should try and make the trip out I'm, there. I'm definitely It'll be in. a good time. Hit. I'll show you some good food spots. Okay. Maybe we'll come back, report about it on the show, and uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyways, moving on to the next one. Um, if you could, nope, just did that one. Uh, worst sports-related injury. Uh, um, my, didn't you break something? My uh, surprisingly, my a very one, meaty something is the, no. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> Keep the meat out of your mouth. Oh boy. Uh, mine is. <laughs> mine, is mine, mine is actually not. Mine's not going to be the ACL. Surprisingly, okay. Um, this is actually. Um, I was probably thirteen or fourteen. This was the last travel hockey team I played on before I started high school. Um, we were out in Jackson, um, just just another game of the season. Um, like, dude, I got trucked. Like, as a goalie, you don't you don't see a lot of physical mm-hmm. body contact. You're you're kind of you're the the black sheep of the team. Like, yeah. you, you, nobody really touches you. You're kind of in your own bubble, and that didn't happen that game. I absolutely got trucked. Oh boy! So and instantly, like, dark. Just just Whoa. done. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, next, so what was next, the verdict? Next thing, concussion or? Concussion, yeah. Next thing happens, I feel my dad tapping on my shoulder. Oh, first of all, Dad, how the hell did you get on the ice? Yeah. <laughs> You've been out for like two minutes. Dad, how are you on the ice type thing? Yeah. So, you know, I'm just kind of on a knee, my helmet's off, and I, I really don't remember what happened after. Yeah. I was told I played the game out. Don't know why I would do that. But, <laughs> um, but I played the game out, and I remember as I went... As the game was done, I changed. I was walking out to the car, drinking my water, completely just missed my mouth. Just oh, imagine boy. taking a water bottle, and going just, to admit, and just basically over shoulder, your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Dad is just... Dad's like, ah, just need one. Kind of a classic dad. Ah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. A little yeah. headache maybe Rose tomorrow. Mom's, yeah. fl- you know, just flipping out. Like, oh, oh we got to take him to the hospital. He's probably... He might be dying. Don't let him sleep for 24 hours. <laughs> That's that, crazy. Just because... And I've had probably six or seven just concussions in general to me that's the worst thing because you can't focus you go out in the sun instant headache you run you get a headache you feel like you're about to throw up if you move at all to me that's the worst thing i've luckily never had a concussion but i did have one pretty big sports injury so i'll kind of set it up for you um so it's senior year baseball okay um and coach had always coach stanford always babied me like i said i was his number one guy um he wants to make sure my arm's safe so i didn't really play many other positions um 
I wasn't. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't play many other positions. I caught when no one else was when our catcher was out. Okay. Um. So and I loved catching. Uh. But coach wouldn't let me do it very often because again he's trying to baby me. So we get to summer ball. I'm Tough playing. On your knees, man. Absolutely. We get to summer ball. I'm playing. I think that summer I was playing for Coach Stuby again. Okay. And um, it's like sixth inning. I was catching the whole game. Sixth inning, I'm going to throw my warm up throw down. You know, balls in, throwing the doll down to second, and I just hear this pop. Oh. And I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Right. And so, that's so now, cool. <laughs> now the first, the next time I have to throw the pitch back, you know, the ball back to the pitcher after a pitch. Like, mind you, I've been playing baseball for quite some time at this point. Absolutely. I know where I'm throwing it. If I'm going to throw it to you, I know it's going to go to you. Yeah. So I do the regular motions I would take to get it to land in your mitt. And the ball goes about five feet to the pitcher's left. Oh! <laughs> I said, "Well, that seems weird. I didn't think much of it because it wasn't. It didn't hurt." Yeah. Um, now I probably had pops and pain kills. I did that almost before every game. Um, don't do it, kids. Home. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> so, drugs. Exactly. Um, and so I started readjusting. I started aiming a little more right to kind of adjust yeah. for it. Um, then afterwards, I went out with a friend, uh, Stacy. We played some tennis in the oh. courts right afterwards. And, um, <laughs> whoa, easy there. Uh, we're playing some Not tennis. Not that kind of friend, sorry. No, so playing some tennis afterwards. And, um, <clears throat> again, didn't really hurt. We were just playing. Um, it's a funny story because she goes on to be a nurse and thinks that she should have known better, you know, about my arm because it turns out I did fracture my elbow. Uh, and this was after I'd signed up to play college baseball for Kalamazoo. Um, and so I was supposed to be out six to eight weeks. I yeah. got locked in a metal brace at 90 degrees. Couldn't wipe my butt right hand. Let me tell you, if you guys are looking for a fun time and a challenge for yourself, try wiping your butt with the other hand. It's a different world. You, you don't know where things are down there. Uh, comment below if you've ever had to do what, it. What if you're a southpaw? Well, then you, I said you opposite. Right hand. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, I didn't listen to the, the doctors. Uh, it wasn't hurting. I, I never do. So. It wasn't hurting, so I started lifting things at work again. Oh, boy. I'd go in to get rechecked. It went from six to eight weeks. And now it's literally six months before I can throw a baseball again. So then I have to call coach. Yeah. College hey, coach. Hey, buddy. Hey, remember that time you wanted me to play for your college team? <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah. <laughs> so basically it turns out I couldn't throw a baseball until we touched down in Florida spring training freshman year. Okay. Um, and that just kind of sucked. It really held me back. It's not the reason that I stopped playing baseball, but it definitely didn't help. And that's <laughs> that's that's my worst injury to date. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Right by the 30. Okay. So, um, on to the next one, I think. What's the next one here? Uh, one regret in sports that you have. Oh, boy. One regret in sports. Uh, it probably goes back to senior year. Again, I played tennis. Yep. Um, I played with, uh, and I never played tennis before. Uh, the coach asked me to come out because it ain't guys. ping pong. Exactly. Yeah. And I knew the rules because of Mario Tennis. Yeah. <laughs> but I started doing the baseball swing, hitting yeah. everything over the fence. You're not supposed to do that in tennis. <laughs> it's like the David Ortiz commercial that you see now. <laughs> exactly. So once I get it tamed down, I, I get to be pretty good. But I'm playing with the guy on number one doubles, which is like the fourth best players on the team. Yeah. So it goes first doubles through fourth, and then, right. uh, or first singles through fourth, and then first doubles. And so we're doing well, but I'm not having much fun. He gives me a different partner. Um, that lasts for another match or so. And then, <laughs> then on the next one, um, oh boy, he's going to type me something here on the message. Um, on, <laughs> on the next one, I, on the next match, I'm like, Coach, I don't really care if I play first doubles. Let me just play with Jake Kaspersky, my best, one of my really good buddies back okay. in high school. And so he put me and Jake at fourth doubles, and we were big. Yeah. We were big boys. We are playing against the worst kids on every team <laughs> in the district. <laughs> we ended up going... Um, we end up going uh, 
third in districts, my first time playing tennis ever. It was a blast to play. So probably my biggest regret in sports is not joining tennis a little bit earlier because okay. um, I turned out to be pretty decent at it, and it was yeah. a fun sport. Um, for me, mine is never, never really getting too deep into football. Love watching it, love playing it just with the guys, um, but you know how it works in high school. If you're taller than basically 5'10", and you weigh more than like 180 pounds, uh, you're just designated to O-line, D-line. Yep. And to me, that was the biggest thing is I didn't want to play the line. Um, now, of course, everybody wants to play quarterback, but I've seen your arm in action. You've seen my... <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, you've seen mine. I've seen your arm in action. You and I both have a big enough arm that we can play quarterback Absolutely. easily. But unfortunately, in high school... You really don't throw the ball a lot. Exactly. It's basically put the fastest, both athletic guy, and just yep. let him run around and let's see what happens. So that was that to me easily is my biggest regret is that I never played football. Um, it was just I always made excuses like, oh, you, you know, I can't do two a days in the summer because I'll I'll be you know on family vacation and yada yada yada. So turn into more excuses than anything else. But looking back, that that's my biggest you know regret. Gotcha. Um, I don't know the next one. It's biggest fear. Um, I'm just going to forewarn you. Yeah. My fear is deep. It's oh, like... Oh, jeez. It's deep. So I, I was thinking jump, like snakes or spiders. Yeah, no, do ahead. you want me to close? Do you want me to open? Uh, I'm going to open. Okay. And I'm going to let you bring us down in the yeah. deep, deep bellows. Um, actually, you know what? I've gone ahead and drawn a blank. But for me, mine is bees, dude. Can't do it with the bees. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I see I see one bee, I'm gone. Now, are you um, allergic? Like, deathly? Or is uh, it just... Not allergic to it at all, just... Uh, just just a big old baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like honestly, probably just gave myself more pain by slapping my arm than what a bee causes. But I don't know what it is. Seeing the little things, you know, fly yeah. around. Of course, when you're on the golf course, the one time I wear my yellow polo, oh, you got a whole swarm of them swarm coming at you. Because you look like Queen Bee. Right. Um, so any bad stories? Like any really bad things that would have triggered this? Oh, actually, kind of a bad story. Um, I was out mowing the grass back in the golden years. Um, this was a couple of houses ago, so this was like late middle, early, late elementary, early middle school. Um, you know, there were bees late flying around. Early. <laughs> late mid, late early, something <laughs> like that. There were bees flying around, so I'm swatting with my hands. Actually swatted one, caused it to lodge in my ear. Oh. Not even making this up. Swatted wow. it, and all of a sudden I just hear there's a zzz, like way up in my ear, and I'm thinking, oh no, did I oh, actually? Boy. So I run in the house. Mom's like, you know, looking in there, playing doctors, every mom does, and, you know, she takes a picture with that, that point, flip phone, because that's yep. all you had. She shows it to me, and you can see the little butt of the bee oh my in gosh. my ear. So she's trying to wash it out, and if you've ever got water in your ear, oh that boy. just hurts yeah. even more. I actually look, go into the ER, they take basically just needle nose pliers and pull it out and pluck it out. Um, I had the, used to have the bee. Uh, they, did, they, did they kill it on the spot? Did they give it to you? Uh, it, it was dead by the time they got it out. But it was one of those things. They said somewhere between like five and ten stings inside my ear. Wow. Just because every time I would move or like try yeah. to move it. it That's just crazy. Stay. Yeah, that was actually that probably, crazy. Weirdest animal encounter would definitely be being in my ear. Absolutely. That's weird. So not to bring the mood too let's much go, down. Let's get deep. Yeah, so my biggest fear is not a physical thing. So my biggest fear, I try to live my life. You know, where I really make an impact on the world, my friends, the people around me. So my biggest fear is when I leave this world, then I'm going to be forgotten. You know, that after a while that it's, you know, and there's the normal mourning period where, you know, somebody passes away and we both have lost people in our lives, I'm sure of it. Um, And there's always going to be the mourning period of 
man, I really miss them yeah. and stuff. But I, I want to be able to live my life in a way that, you know, wherever you are down the line, you can look back and say, wow, man, Caleb did a lot for me. Caleb helped. Caleb was there if I needed him. Um, and so that's my biggest fear, like I said, it's pretty deep. It's something yeah. that I, I really try to, you know, do my best to, to leave the world better than I, than I came but, into uh, it. to try to uplift you a little bit in this way, um, I'm sure you've experienced loss just like I have. Um, and it's not that you so much forget them. It's that, you know, you might go three or four months without thinking of them. And then just the smallest thing, whether, you know, you're at a certain part in town where you'd always go with that person or you're doing an activity that you used to do with that person or even just, oh, that bird, you know, he would always tell me about birds or she would always tell me about birds. Just something small like that oh, and all yeah. of a sudden it clicks. And for the next, you know, couple days you're thinking about that person. So I think as long as, because I know you pretty well at this point, and I think you and I both, um, we're both people persons. Um, we facilitate well, we talk well, yeah. our biggest tools are mouths. I think you and I both do that well, that if for some reason, you know, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, that if for some reason tomorrow comes and neither one of us wake up, that I think we've surrounded ourselves with enough people that do love and care about us that I yeah. don't think that would be an issue. No, absolutely. And it's not the, the fear, and I, I think we've talked about this in the past. I, I do, we both have went through our, our own depression phases yeah. and we've suffered some big stuff there. And so I'm in a much better spot now, but the fear is always in the back of my head. So well, I, I agree. I think we're both doing really well in life where we're making an impact around us, but I want to make sure that pushing through, yeah. that doesn't stop. And I think me and you are both can agree that... Um, you know, we're we're on the right track for that. Oh, sort of absolutely, thing. absolutely. So to bring bring the show back up to the top, <laughs> sorry to get too serious. Um, here's a, and speaking of top, here's a fun question, right? So yep. now you you labeled it out. I'm gonna read it for fun effect, and I'll get your take on it first. Are you a uh, top of the lineup kind of guy, more of a bottom of the lineup kind of guy? Uh, I'm more of a bottom of the lineup type of guy. Now, to me, the top of the lineup, we talked about a little bit off show. Top of the lineup, all the money is spent there. All, all your big, flashy, exactly. you know. It's the first thing most people notice right. when they look at a lineup. Right. When you walk in the room, it's like, man, top of the lineup, you got guys like Miguel Cabrera. Exactly. And top of the lineup, it's like, man, you spent how much money on that? Exactly. When, when so, bottom of the lineup, it's so under the radar, and to be honest, it wins you games. Not too many people have absolutely. it. Absolutely. But it's like, when it's there... It anchors it down. It, it's amen. It, absolutely. It's damn good so, to see when you see uh, it. I'm exactly on part of the... I don't think I could say it much better than that. I'm a bottom of the lineup kind of guy. All day, every uh, day. It, that's, where, that's where the heart and soul lineup is. But you and I both do appreciate a nice top of the lineup when we get a chance. Absolutely. Like, you know, the, the speed. It yep. doesn't always have to be the big hitters. Um, a lot of times it starts off with the smaller guys that can really get around the bases. Um, so going ahead to finish up here. Um, you know, moving on through the show, we're still looking for a possible logo. Um, so I think what's going to happen here is after we're done recording, me and you're going to sit down, sketch out two quick ones. I'll make one, you make yeah. one. We'll take uh, a picture of them. Neither one of us. Um, you're a little more artsy than I am, uh, but Thanks. it's one of those things. Yeah, no, you, no, you definitely are. Um, yeah, and everybody dogs himself. Like, yeah, I make great stick people, and, you know, my circle is a square, stuff like that. But, no, I actually give you credit. You are, you are have an element of, you know, artsiness to you. I don't. Uh, I will do my best effort, and we're going to let you guys choose. Yeah, we'd also like to see, if, if you don't like ours, please sketch one out yourself. Like I said, if we have any sort of um, programmers or, or graphic designers, you know, use your technology to, to the best of your ability. We'd like to see some options from you guys. This is the sort of thing that may be the profile picture on the page. Yeah. It'd be the clip that shows up when you're listening on, on iTunes right, or anywhere else. Right, instead of just basically... Because what is it right now when you hear it? It's pictures of us. Yeah, I think it's us and Swoop, right? Yeah, us. Or there's like a collage, I mean. Yeah. And instead of that, basically it'll just be that logo. Whether exactly. it's a play on our names, whether it's a play on words, 
whether somehow you put the two faces of us together in some form of weird, just Absolutely. go for it. If you, right. if you can whatever do it, it is, please, you do shoot, shoot for it. Um, before you go on the memento, is that worth the talk or not worth the talk? I, I'm, I actually, yeah. <laughs> okay, so shortly before we started recording, I had my late dinner. It was a little bit of leftover lasagna mom left. I thought it was spaghetti, so yeah. It was lasagna. It was in a, a glass Pyrex bowl. Mom mm-hmm. got a whole lot of glass bowls for Christmas this year. Which, I got to tell you, those are fantastic. Absolutely. Though. She's yeah. moving away from the Tupperware. I got to commend her. It's a great okay. it's a great call. So it doesn't get well, stained. Cause, well, because think quality. about the biggest thing you just mentioned, it's stained. Exactly. You, have, you have that Tupperware for one month. You put lasagna at one time, stained forever. That's right, absolutely. And so, you just look like you're eating out of a dirty bowl. Exactly. Now, I heated it up. Now, let me just read to you because I got a little better of a, of a look at the lid here. It's an orange lid. It's a plastic. Now, the lid reads, and I quote, Do not use an oven. Dishwasher top rack only. And then the last note is, Cover for refrigerator, freezer, and microwave use. Now, when you, when you hear that, if you're going to put it in the microwave, what are you going to do? I'm going to cover it. Like with, I do with pretty much everything. With this lid, because it says so. Yes. Yeah, so it says on this lid yeah. <laughs> to cover the bowl yeah. in the microwave. Uh-huh. Now, I did that. I didn't leave it sealed. I popped it open once a right. couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, maybe a month ago now. Uh, pulled it out. It was bad. Uh-huh. It was. It didn't quite melt, but it definitely suctions itself down once it got hot enough. Those and aren't I, that cheap either. Yeah, absolutely. They're not that cheap, but they're she more, did get them for Christmas. They're more she expensive did. than the rubber. <laughs> yes, tougher. they are. <laughs> um, so, so that's the take on that. I, I got a little bit of flack from... Jessica and mom about that, so I did not microwave the so, lid this so time. So PSA, any Pyrex owners out there, yeah. do not put the lid in, put a paper towel. Exactly. So uh, if you've ever had experience about that, or you want to chew me out for not knowing the rules, please do so down below now, in the comments. Now with lasagna, does mom make it with like the ricotta and like... Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a big food guy. You know yeah, this. I gotta only, ask. Yeah, so um, is she in like this a four case, or five cheese kind no, of? This is a Stouffer's. Uh, this is Stouffer's. Completely all the way. okay with that though. Nothing wrong with Stouffer's all the way. Um, <laughs> it's a quality meal. Part of it, um, lasagna is hard to make. There's a lot that goes into it. So Stouffer's is always Stouffer's is always the way to go. So, anyways, moving on. <laughs> the last thing we have left here to do is the memento. Um, um, let's go turn. ahead. Um, yeah, so turn. yeah, um, mine. I don't have it with me just because, like I mentioned. Um, been moving around a lot the past couple of years, still in a box. It's too much work to open. Right, no problem. Box. As long as you know what it is. Yeah. Um, basically, this was my senior year on the bowling team. Okay. Um, we were at a tournament. Uh, this is on a Saturday or Sunday. Basically, about 10 or 15 teams. Each has 5 to 10 bowlers. So there's, you know, 100 bowlers plus that are there. Um, and when you are bowling in these tournaments, um, you have different oil patterns. So when oh. you are bowling... Um, there is oil on the lane. There's normally what's just called a house pattern, which is pretty simple. There's like tiger and line. There's some yeah. weird ones, right? Yeah, there's there's some weird ones. There's quite a few weird ones. Um, and the big, the tough one that they put out for high schoolers is called middle of the road. Oh. It's just basically where the oil is put on the lanes and how far down the okay. down the lane is. Um, that's a lot of technical stuff that just we don't have the time Absolutely. for that. Um, but none of my teammates really could figure it out that well. Um, and and I was the captain of the team. But I wasn't the best guy on the team. Sometimes yeah. you just have to sit back, let the guys play, be the leader that you need to be. I had no issue with that. Um, probably third down on the list. So, um, but nobody could really figure it out. And but but for me, it was pretty easy. Um, played the same shot all day. Had no real issues with it. Um, out of the about you know hundred bowlers or so, I actually played second individually. Hey. Um, out of the three individual games, had about six forty. So you just divide that by three because yeah. that's how many individual games you had. 
Um, as a team, like I said, we did not do well. Um, I was kind of the only bright spot, not to boast myself no, too big, yeah. but um, I was really the only bright spot that day at all. Um, went home with a medal, um, two medals, one for individual high game and individual series. So that was kind of cool. That's no, very cool. You know, be able to lead the team in more than well, just absolutely. Off the and, it's, and, and memories like this, whether it's that moment or whether it's you know exactly what I did when I broke my my elbow or fractured it, you're gonna remember those weird details. You're gonna right. remember the exact name of the pattern and that everyone else had issues doing it. You're, you know, um, you're gonna you're gonna remember um, the pop, or you're gonna remember that it was five feet to the left instead of five feet to the right. Exactly. Just little things like that that in that moment you remember. Exactly. So um, I think that about does it. That there? just about does it. Is, is there any? <laughs> is there anything that? Gay. Is there anything that you want to mention that we haven't specifically? Is I don't think so. Like I said, we're gonna post this again on Monday, so you'll be listening to it then. Um, we're gonna put out the logos. I think same day. The yep. article the next day. Um, I'm having a blast doing this so far. Like um, I said, we're, we're five episodes in. Um, also, if there's any music makers out there, yeah. I've dabbled a little bit myself. We're looking for some intro dabble. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe something that's uh, yeah, I've played for a long time. I guess more than dabble. Okay. <laughs> Been <laughs> some, dabbling for years myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, if, if you guys want to try and make some tracks out there that we could try and throw on the beginning and end of the, of the loops, that'd be very cool. So besides that and the logos, I think that about does it. Anything else you need to add? Nope. Uh, just... That's really it. Just want to thank everybody for again tuning in for us. Um, That's Club over there. This is Tweez, and we'll catch you later. Peace.